We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Week 18 is always wacky in the NFL DFS here in week uh, in week 18. We are here on the Roadwire Fantasy Football Podcast to navigate you through it all. Coming up next. Happy Friday morning, everybody. Welcome to the last week of the regular season, week 18. Uh, we are uh, the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, the DFS Friday version. I am Scott Jensen, joined always on Friday mornings by Ryan Belongi. We appreciate everybody listening all year. We appreciate No House Advantage for sponsoring the podcast all year. That is, uh, has been a fantastic a little partnership there, too. Uh, Ryan, it's week 18. Week 18 is always a little bit weird. This one is especially weird. We've got uh, we got teams with teams motivation, teams without motivation. We have no games that uh, have a Vegas total over forty three on the slate, which is almost impossible to think about. We had some low totals here, but nothing quite like that. But uh, first of all, got to give you props for last week. Uh, you know, I don't like to pat ourselves in the back too much, but uh, I loved Mike Evans. He went crazy. I liked Amari Cooper. He went off. Uh, you loved Green Bay from a betting angle, a money line angle, a Green Bay defense angle, and they uh, they came through in a large way in all those aspects. That was a great call. Yeah, thanks. And great call on Evans. Yeah, we had a lot of nice calls on the podcast last week. Green Bay, that was, yeah, that was especially nice, especially, or especially as a Packer fan. And it was Um, never, it was never in doubt. Like that game was over. No, never in doubt. I mean, I think I, I think I mentioned on the podcast that the game might be over at halftime. Yep. Um, The only thing, you know, I had some nice bets on the Packers that came through. Uh, I almost pulled the trigger on an adjusted spread Packers bet. I was going to tease them up to minus 10, but I didn't end up, I didn't end up pulling the trigger. I figured I had enough, enough riding. Um, but yeah, this week, I mean, this week's interesting. I don't think we've ever seen a week with so many low totals, almost no games that you really want to stack. You mentioned motivation. I think that's the first thing you got to consider for this slate, figuring out which teams to target and which ones to avoid. There's, a bunch of teams resting players, a lot of backup quarterbacks in, um, not a lot of spend up options across the board. Yeah, it's uh, it's issue one, but uh, I suppose that's what we're here for. There's still uh, there's still lots of contests, lots of prizes, and you know finding the right plays in this uh, in this week is uh, more difficult than usual. You know, usually it was like, oh, well, this is an easy stack, this one makes sense, but uh, we're gonna have to dig in a little bit, which is uh, 
which is a fun thing, but also can be a frustrating thing, especially week 18. You always get some, there's gonna be some random guys that go off. It's just going to happen. It, 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 it's hard to know that, but that is all that always happens. There's the, uh, the famous Patrick Jeffers, uh, you know, like three game stretch at the end of the year, a few, many years ago, but there's always some no names that, that, that come through, but um, yeah, week 18 is unlike any other resting players that more than resting. There's like guys leaving early. If the game is a, you have a two touchdown game in the third quarter, guys are going to come out of the game. Whereas, you know, NFL teams just don't do that in week eight, week nine. You know, some, I usually yell at the screen, you know, take a quarterback out. There's eight minutes left. You're up 21, but teams really don't do it very often. Maybe the last drive, but uh, this is a week that uh, there's a lot of teams that will do just exactly that. So um, on the Sunday slate, we have 13 games, eight early, five late, a big, huge slate of games for everybody to enjoy on Sunday. Um, Saturday night, uh, Saturday games are off, uh, off our slate. Uh, the, the Chiefs and the Raiders. Uh, the big uh, Tennessee-Jacksonville game on Saturday. And then Sunday night is off the slate. That's Green Bay, your Packers, uh, against the Lions. Uh, I hate to say it, Ryan, but we are really lining up for a 49ers-Packers first-round playoffs game. Yeah, you know, I'll take it, though, you know, because I remember a few games into the season, both of us thought our teams were dead. <laughs> yeah. um, I, You know, the 49ers have looked really good since then. The Packers, I thought they had no chance at the playoffs. I mean, if if, if we just make the playoffs, I'll be happy enough. Right. Anything can happen when you get there. I mean, uh, you'd probably like the Niners in this that spot, but Aaron Rodgers against Brock Purdy, you know, it wouldn't shock you if Rodgers did it either. I think that'd be a, a great game to watch. It would. Uh, I'll be honest with you. Um, I do not want, uh, of all the possible matchups, I do not want to face Rodgers in the first round. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't if I were you either. Yeah, I mean you look at you look at some of the other teams there. You know the Giants, the Commanders, Seattle. The Commanders are out now, but Seattle, um, the Lions, like they they all like yeah, I, I feel pretty good about that. Um, the Packers have not been great all year, but hot right now. Rodgers is obviously a guy that can win any game at any point. The Niners have done well against him in the playoffs, which kind of even scares me more. Like he kind of owes them one. So uh, yeah, that should be. Uh, I, I I I imagine that would be the. Uh, the primetime Sunday game that uh, everybody's going to want to watch. I imagine the NFL would put, would put that game, uh, you know, kind of center stage. That would be a, that'd be a two, uh, two huge franchises, big names. That would be a, that'd be definitely the primetime game right there. Yeah. Awesome game. Uh, so yeah. Rogers going back to California against a team that owns him, as you mentioned. Yeah. It's uh, it, it would be fun. It would be, uh, it'd be stressful for me, but it'd be fun. Uh, then again, any playoff games would be stressful for me. So you might as well, you might as well do it. But uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's look at the slate though. We've got, I mentioned uh, not only no games over 43, every single game is 13 games between 38 and 43 in the Vegas total. Like this is a literally a week where everybody is just clumped together. So I'm going to flip through the games here uh, a little different than normal. I'm going to, I'm just going to mention, you know, what teams need in these games. I think it'll be helpful for, you know, you know, do teams need to win? Do teams just sit? Uh, you know, a lot of times we get weeks where both teams are eliminated those are good games like guys are like going out there once you get on the field um you know i think guys are you know they're gonna play they're gonna play the way they're gonna play hard you're putting putting stuff on film um but teams that are gonna sit guys is really important top game on the slate uh total wise i'm just gonna go total total order uh giants at eagles uh that game is 43 the eagles uh need to win they need they they need to win now they've kind of put themselves in a spot where they have to win a game uh they do get the number one seed in the nfc if they win the Giants are locked into the sixth seed in the playoffs, so they have no real reason to play hard in this game. Uh, Brian Dable has said, you know, it's a game we're going to play, we're going to try and win. Um, I don't believe him. I think that uh, I think the Saquon's going to get rested pretty good here. Uh, yeah, I think the Giants players, the, all the Giants key players will be rested. Um, yeah. I mean, they, they, may, they may start, they may play a few series, but I, I don't think they get more than a half at, at most, I would think. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Um, you know, Eagles, Eagles are favored by 14 this game for a reason. Vegas knows what's going on here. Right. And 
You know, I expect I said I, I said I expected Hurts to play last week. He didn't, uh, but he seems he's going to play this week. Um, I think some news just came out this morning. Uh, he seems like he's healthy. The spread's huge. I think people are going to go to Hurts in cash games. Actually, um, uh, I I do too. And when we get to when we get to Hurts, we'll talk talk about what his motivation looks like. Yeah, and sorry, all that. I'll let you finish running oh, through the games. That's it's. No, you're good. You're good. That's good. That I way. no, that's good. I wanted to just uh, you know get your get your feel on some of these. And if if, if you have a game where you like, uh, let me know too because there's uh, a. <laughs> There's not many to uh, to focus on. Uh, Viking is at Bears is a 43 spread. The Vikings are guaranteed the three seed. Can move up to the two if they win and the 49ers lose, but uh, not a ton there. Uh, you know that may be uh, that may be a game where if they get up early, they rest some guys. Justin Fields is not playing for Chicago, so the, the Vikings should have a. I, I would say the Vikings should roll, except for the fact that the Vikings just don't roll in any game. So it's uh, they're they're kind of a mess right now. So maybe they want uh, a most some you know some some good feelings there. Uh, Patriots at Bills. Uh, Bills uh, need to win for seeding, although it's become very complicated with the Demar Hamlin situation. I should note this morning, really good update update on Demar Hamlin. Uh, FaceTiming with his teammates, breathing tube is out. Really awesome news. You know, I did not think we get Monday night. I did not think we can get an update on Friday morning that he had a breathing tube that was talking to his teammates. So really awesome there. Um, but the Bills, uh, the Bills do need to win for City. I'm not going to go through all the AFC Championship game coin flip kind of stuff that uh, you know neutral site situations going on. But um, they do need to win for seeding in the Patri- Patriots uh, winning in the playoffs. This is one of the games where it looks like both teams are going to play play to win. Yep, and uh, almost by default. It's, I think it's one I like the best. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what people are going to do with Josh Allen and the Bills, but I think they're one of the better stacks on this slate. Uh, and the Patriots have uh, one or two guys you could come back with, Jacoby Myers or Hunter Henry. But yeah, just in general, both teams, both teams are playing to win. Um, the Bills, yeah, after that scary Monday night, awesome news about Hamlin. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is one of the games to target. I think. Don't don't you agree? Uh, I think uh, your question is what people are going to do with Josh Allen. I think people are going to play Josh Allen. I think I think Allen and Diggs are going to be really popular this week. I think there's a a little bit of narrative street there that they're going to come out after dealing with everything. All the game. people are going to want to play Bills. I think it's obviously you know t- changed from a awful story to a, a, a really a really inspiring story here the last couple of days. We've gotten good news. I think people want to play Bills, and I think they just line up well. I think Diggs is actually pretty cheap. I think he's seventy nine hundred this week. It's uh, he feels like he's cheap. He's kind of a a quiet end of the season here, although it looked like Monday night he had a couple catches early. He was probably going to have a big game. Uh, I think people are going to play Bills to answer your question. Yeah, I I think they will too. Uh, I think I am. I think I am too. Yeah, the game uh, the game that I really like uh, from a uh, I think this game's going to go over the numbers. Actually, you're going to think I'm crazy. Usually, when I say you think I'm crazy, that works out pretty well. So that's that's good. Uh, Panthers Saints is 42. Uh, both teams are eliminated. Um, I kind of like this game to go over the total. I think both teams can uh, can make it happen a little bit. I think the, the Panthers defense is really struggling right now. We saw the reason we liked Mike Evans last week is the Panthers just can't stop outside receivers, and you know Evans showed that those uh, those three touchdowns. He was uh, he was beating guys uh, beating guys pretty well. Good balls from Brady, but um, you know Evans was kind of flying by guys. I think that uh, I think the Panthers will score a little bit. Sam Donald's playing well. They they scored well last week. Uh, they're running the ball well over the last uh, month or so. I think this one goes over forty two. Kind of a weird game that I do like from a DSI. DFS perspective. Uh, yeah, that's the one I was hoping you were going to say. Actually, oh, nice. Um, I like we're on the same page there. Yeah, and some some news to pay attention to in this one. It seems like Taysom Hill might sit, which which would actually be great. That that's what great. I want for this game because yeah. Dalton is so cheap at forty eight hundred, and Olave and Shahid already look like good plays. They'd be even better plays with Taysom out. Yeah, you mentioned 
how bad the Panthers have been against the pass. And, yeah, they can. there can be some points in this game. DJ Moore has been doing well. So, yeah, I, I like that game too. Yeah, it's weird because Taysom Hill being out, it really helps. It helps Dalton. It helps Juwan Johnson. And it helps Kamara. Like, it does, Taysom Hill had two of the three carries inside the five last week. Like, Taysom Hill is hard to play. But it's he just kind of messes stuff up for a bunch of guys the way they do stuff. So that's actually if he sits, that's actually pretty good from a uh, from a from an ed, finding who to play on the Saints. So that's, yeah, he's uh, that's been just, he's been getting a ton of work. He's just yeah. always in there, always in there in the red zone. So yeah, it's huge for the the rest of the Saints. Yeah, we've got uh, we've got Rams Seahawks at forty one and a half. Um, Seattle is uh, in with a win and a Packers loss. Um, I think the NFL kind of screwed Seattle with the scheduling, by the way. I think it's really tough because if they win, um, they need the Packers to lose. And if they win, they knock Detroit out. And then Detroit has no real motivation to beat Green Bay. So I think that's uh, – I, I understand it's ratings. I understand they want Rodgers on Sunday night. It's a game that matters. But I think that uh, – they kind of did Seattle dirty there. I think that uh, those games should have been at the same time. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, the NFL just couldn't resist putting that Packers-Lions yeah. game Sunday <laughs> night. It's too bad uh, for the Seahawks. It really is. So, you know, if they win, it, 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 it makes it interesting in terms of the fact that, you know, the Packers need to win, but it's just, uh, if they lose, if Seattle loses, though, that Green Bay-Detroit game become, becomes winner-take-all, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's what I'm rooting for, but I could see it. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I could see Seattle losing that game. Yeah, I mean, the Rams played them tight last time they played, but the, obviously as a Packers fan, you know, you'd prefer if Detroit doesn't have a ton of motivation. But for, for Sunday night football purposes, if uh, if Seattle loses, that game becomes really, really fun really fast. Um, Cowboys and Commanders is 41. Uh, Dallas is uh, still breathing in the in the, in the the East with uh, with Philly's uh, kind of you know hiccups down the stretch here. Uh, Dallas can win the East with a win and an Eagles loss. I think they probably, uh, you know, play hard for a while, but if they get up on Washington, who's starting, uh, you know, Back to Taylor Heineke, right? No, it's uh, Sam Howell. Sam Howell's starting this week. Um, so I don't, I don't know what they're doing in Washington. Their quarterbacks, they've made a mess of it the last month. But uh, got to think that Dallas, uh, Dallas has some motivation for three quarters. Yeah, and they should they should know, right? If the Eagles win, they'll have nothing to play for, I, I think. Or Are those games um, at different times, too? Yeah. Uh, so, that sucks, Oh, too. no, sorry, 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 sorry. They're both at three. Okay, good. Okay. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, three, so I, I agree. Three. You, with, and, I agree your, you with... and your you and your central time. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. I was um, like, what NFL game starts at three? I'm like, oh, that's right. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, sorry. So that... They're four twenty five Eastern games. Um, but I but I agree there with you. Go. you. Uh, it's probably a spot I want to avoid. Cowboys go for two or three quarters. Who yeah. knows how much those guys play? They they have so many players, anyways. Yeah. Just probably I do, avoid that spot. I do like the Cowboys a bit. So I think that the game's the same time, which helps. You freak me out a little bit there. But uh, no, I, think, I do like the Cowboys a little bit, but I do think that if they get up, uh, it could be a three-quarter game, which is always scary. We saw it last week at Jacksonville. You and I talked that about that a lot last week. And, you know, Jacksonville went way up, but Trevor Lawrence didn't do much of it early. It was, uh, you know, they had a big run. They had Jamichael Hasty, that defensive touchdown. And then you're like, oh, well, there are, the Lawrence is going to sit, and he didn't do anything for the, for, for the 21 points. Whereas a normal game, they get up 21, it's a bummer, they didn't do anything, but you're like, oh, we can throw a couple touchdowns in the second half. So it's, uh, it's one of those things that if you do it, you need you know, you know, need Dak to be the guy who throws the passes for the first three touchdowns. You just need it. There's no catch-up in the last quarter and a half. We saw it with Lawrence last week. Uh, people had him in fantasy you know, championships. People had him in DFS. It was really rough. And just the, the game script, if the game script was in the way you want it, and they sit, it, it gets pretty tough pretty fast. Um We've got uh, we got three games that are forty point totals. I'll go through this really quick. We've got uh, Tampa and the Falcons. The Bucks are locked into the four seed. They've won in the, won in the NFC South. Um, they have said uh, Todd Bowles has said the players, stars will play. Um, I question how long. They have no reason to win, and they play the next week. Uh, we have Brown Steelers at forty. 
Uh, the Steelers are somehow still still alive. Uh, you know, Mike Tomlin really never dies. It's crazy. Uh, they are in with a win, and New England and Miami losses. So New England plays the Bills, so that's possible. And then Miami is obviously a mess with their quarterback situation. They don't have one right now. We don't know if Bridgewater is going to play or not. So um, Steelers are weirdly still alive there. And then uh, the other game at 40, Chargers-Broncos. Uh, L.A. needs a win for the five seed, which is a pretty big deal. Um, there are three, obviously, super teams in the NFC. That they, they get the five, so they avoid those. They play the winner of the South. Um, but they will know if Baltimore loses early. So that, that is one where the early game could really uh, change the motivation. Um, if, if Baltimore loses to Cincinnati, which is obviously very possible, the Chargers don't need to win. Um, this is the one uh, you mentioned with the Cowboys. This one worries me even more because we're going to know – the Chargers are going to know what they need to, need to do, and that really scares me that if, if Baltimore loses to Cincy, um, I think we see the Chargers shut it down pretty early. Oh, yeah, totally agree. And the, you know, Vegas agrees too. Denver's favored in this game. The Chargers have like an 18 point implied total. Um, and same with the, the Bucks Falcons game. You know, Falcons are four point favorites in that game. Yeah. Can't see Brady and any of the key players playing more than a quarter. I think you'll see a lot of Blaine Gabbert and just all the backups. So I think it's a pretty good spot for some Falcons like Algier and Drake London. Yeah, I do too. I, you know, I'm always like, like, like I love when they're like, Oh, we're, you know, it's an NFL game. We're going to play. We're trying to win. But like, it's, they, they say that, but it's just, it'd be dumb to play guys. These four quarters. I mean, it's just, you're locked in. You're playing the next week. Like if you had a week off, I get it. You never want to be too rusty, but with that, we're playing next week. I just, I can't see these teams. I, I would, I just think it would be stupid to play guys, but um Cardinals Niners 39 and a half. These totals are getting really gross on us really fast here. Um, the Niners can get the one seed uh, if they were to win and the Eagles going to lose. Obviously, the Eagles are 14 point favorites and the Niners will know when they play. But the Niners do have to win to win to get the two seed. However, again, if the Vikings happen to lose to the Bears, they'll know that they don't need to win that game. So another game where I think they'll need to win to get the two seed. But uh, I think they're going to take it easy on guys. I think especially Christian McCaffrey who's been questionable all week. I think that uh, I, I tend to think he might not even play, but if he does, I think they take it pretty easy on him. I don't think we see a week where they feed McCaffrey this week. Nope, I don't either. Uh, I think Elijah Mitchell is going to play as well. So, yeah, just another reason, I think, to be off McCaffrey this week. Yeah, they opened up the practice window for Mitchell. I don't know if he's going to – how much he can get there if he does. Um, if he if McCaffrey doesn't play, we'll talk about someone else that I really like for a cheap price this week. Um, the problem is we may not know that. We may not know that until the Niners know if they need the game, so it might be tough. But if he gets ruled out early – um, you know, it gets uh, it gets really interesting there pretty quick. Uh, three other games that are low totals. We mentioned this Ravens Bengals game. It's thirty nine on the Vegas total. Um, the Bengals uh, again in this in the in the situation where they need to win, but there's uh, there's going to be some weird seeding stuff with the with the canceled game. Um, they still have a chance at the one seed. Uh, they need to win this game to avoid uh, the NFL announced yesterday. If the Ravens win, they'll do a coin flip for who plays who's who's at home in the in the in the wild card game. The Bengals have won the division, but they're going to do a, a, a coin flip for uh, for uh, for home field because the, the Ravens would have one more game played. The Ravens can move to five seed with a win and a Chargers loss and avoid the, the AFC top three. So the, the Ravens do have a lot of motivation here. However, we don't know if Lamar Jackson's going to play. Yeah, um, I think the Bengals are are an interesting stack in this game. Um, I just don't really think people are going to go there and without a lot of spots to go. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Burrow, we've seen him win a bunch of slates when nobody yeah. ever plays him. And there's not, you know, I don't know. I guess 
What do you think people are going to do with the Bengals? Because like, just to jump to receiver for a second, there's not going to be a lot to spend up for by yeah. process of elimination. And people are going to end up on Chase probably as one of the more popular guys. Like, do you think, I don't know, do you think Chase is a good play this week? Do you think, how, do you think the Bengals starters play for four quarters? I mean, they, they kind of need this game. Um, I think they do need this game. And I think the, you know, I mean, you know, obviously the situation on Monday was horrible, but I think from a football situation, they need this game too. Like they need to, they need to, they did to try and move on as a team, but more than anything, they didn't play last week. Like the last thing you want to do is not play last week, then kind of play this week and then play a playoff game. It's hard to ramp it up. I think that, I think the Bengals are pretty much a full go this week. And I think they, you know, there's so many situations there in the mix. I think they're just going to go out out there and try and win this game. They do not want to go to Baltimore next week to to play a playoff game. They do not want to, uh, you know, after all this, all the stuff they've been through, all they played, they played so well the second half. I do not think they want to leave it up to a coin flip to go uh, play a whole game. Maybe they sit guys if they get up big in the fourth quarter. But the problem with this game is it's a tough matchup. Like if, if, it, was, if it was Burrow and Chase against someone that like they can, they, you know, it's a pretty easy matchup. I love it. But Baltimore's tough, tough against the pass. They have not allowed a lot of big quarterback games. But uh, I think the Bengals are a full go in this game. I think they want to win this game pretty badly. Okay. Yeah. I, I tend, yeah, I agree. I think, yeah. And if it's a tough matchup, which might keep, it will keep some people off. They're not going to be one of the more popular stacks. I don't think. Um, so I, I think they're sneaky on this slate. Yeah, I, I do too. Uh, especially with this low total. Like, I don't think teams would be like, Oh, I want the, I want the game with the 39 total. So uh, for my stack, but uh, then we got to a couple of games at, uh, at 38, we have jets, dolphins, uh, dolphins need a win and a Patriots loss, but they're playing the Bills, So, you know, pretty good chance for Miami. They are kind of a mess right now. They've lost a bunch of games in a row. There's some rumors this week that if they lose again, everybody might get fired. Like if they fight, if they were to fire Mike McDaniel, I think it would be just an abomination. He, he get hired in about nine seconds by someone else. Um, and then, uh, then we've got the, uh, we've got the loser bowl down here at the bottom 38 Texans Colts. Um, I don't think anybody's going to really want to play much of this game. The Texans have some motivation here in the fact they need to lose to get the number one pick. So the, they have, uh, they have motivation to not do well. You hope they don't mess that up. So, uh, it's interesting. It's a, it's a it's a it's a fascinating slate from an angle, of kind of breaking it down to figure out what's going to happen. There are going to be people who do well. There's going to be points scored in some games. Um, I like Panthers Saints. Um, I like Patriots Bills. You mentioned. I actually also like Chargers Broncos, but only if it works out. So it's really hard. Like I would like that game if they, everybody's playing, but I just think there's so much risk for early benching. And if uh, if Baltimore loses to Cincy, this game kind of goes out the window pretty quick. Yeah, um, it's a tough slate. If I had to just break it down from who I like the most. I would say the Bills, Eagles, Bengals, as far as three big favorites who you could sort of make onslaught stacks with. Yeah. Um, and then I agree with you, the Saints game, Saints-Panthers. Yeah. So we will get, we'll get through some positions here and kind of break it down. Do you think that uh, – do you think there's any really obvious, you know, high percentage plays? I don't really think there are a ton. I think that uh, – I think Hurts is going to be popular. I think that uh, – I think the Stefan Diggs at wide receiver will be popular. He's 7,900. I think a lot of people are going to play Diggs. I think a lot of people play Allen. I think Hurts is probably the most popular quarterback. Diggs is the most popular expensive receiver. Um, I think Garrett Wilson in that game, he's 5,800. I know he was pretty quiet last week. We still had a lot of targets. I think 5,800. I think a lot of people do play Garrett Wilson with, with Mike White there. Um, I don't know that there's much else that's like super obvious or high percentage. I think that Jordan Mason, if Christian McCaffrey would be ruled out, he's 5,000. He'd be pretty popular pretty quick. But, uh, I don't know Zach Moss against uh, in that game against Houston, just matchup wise, fifty two hundred. Uh, I guess what I'm saying is I don't see uh, I don't see any like super obvious chalk plays this week. Um, yeah, there's not nearly as many as usual. Yeah. Um, I see a few. Um, I I do I think I think Flacco just got announced as the starter over Mike White. 
Oh, um, did he? Oh, well, that, yeah, that makes, I'm not sure. That makes me that makes me less excited about Garrett Wilson. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, so yeah, QB, I think Hertz will be the most popular. I agree. It's just going to be kind of easy to spend up for him. Uh, and uh, and good, good call by you. I can confirm that Schefter said that uh, Mike White's out and Joe Flacco will start with Zach Wilson backing him up. Okay. Gross. Um, yeah, at running back, I think I think people are going to look at Kenneth Walker. Yeah, uh, I like with that. With the, the Seahawks needing to win uh, the – you know, he 23 carries and 26 carries in the past two games. He's rushed for 100 both times. Um, after that, I think people are going to look at Cam Akers in that same matchup. Um, a little bit lower. I think Algier will end up being pretty popular. Um, he's just been getting a lot of work, and it's a good matchup for the Falcons. And, I, you know, Tampa's going to be resting their guys. Um, but other than that, yeah, there's not much. I Nothing that looks like those guys seem like they're going to be the most popular. Yeah. And kind of, and even more popular. I don't think they'll be like uber, uber popular. I think that it's better no. a little bit. I like, there's a couple, I like a lot of running backs in the low sixes this week. That's a, that's a range for me. That I liked a lot. So I think that there's enough guys in there. You mentioned a Najee bunch of Harris. Yeah. It, I like Najee Harris too, which I, I never liked Najee Harris. I actually like him this week. So it's uh it's very spread out, which makes it fun for DFS purposes. You know, you got to find the right guys, but there's not going to be any obvious plays. So, um, let's jump into the kind of the tournament aspect of this whole thing. Uh, we'll talk about quarterbacks first, but first a note from our sponsors at Monkey Knife Fight. Football is officially back on Monkey Knife Fight with all the NFL action you're looking for. And if college football is more your speed, you got plenty of that too. On Monkey Knife Fight, there's no sharks, no salary caps, and no math. Just easy to play, easy to win, daily fantasy player props. Join now at monkeyknifefight.com. You get your first game free, then use promo code RWNFL to get first deposit match- matched instantly up to $100. So what are you waiting for? Join Monkey Knife Fight today. Also, a quick note from our sponsor, the Blue Wire Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. We thank you for indulging us there. Uh, Ryan, let's jump into quarterbacks. I think we kind of mentioned... 
the top two guys on the slate are going to be popular from a stacking aspect. We got Josh Allen. We have Jalen Hurts. Uh, do you find yourself uh, preferring one of them from our talks earlier? It sounds like you think maybe maybe Hurts, but I I wanted to ask you uh, who you like most between the two guys. Um, I th- I'm just going to play Hurts in cash games because he's going to be the most popular and he's he's 200 cheaper. Um, I'm not sure that I have a preference overall. Um, I guess I really don't at the moment. I've, I'm going to play both guys in tournaments. Um, I was planning on having some Eagles stacks and having some Bills stacks. So it's, I don't really like one more than the other. I don't know. Maybe you can. Maybe maybe you do. I I do. I prefer Josh Allen. Um, the second half has been a struggle, but he's uh, you know coming around a little bit. He has seven touchdowns total the last couple of games. Uh, he was really, he was really good. Uh, he's been really good recently, except for that. Big year against New England. I mean, except for that one really bad weather game last year. So good uh, good team history here. Um, I just think that I think Buffalo is going to come out just fired up this week. I think that they've had a really tough week, understandably. I think they're going to really get out there, and I think they're going to just roll this week. I don't really like New England very much. Um, I think I think Buffalo is going to really score well. Um, I like pairing him with Diggs a ton. I don't think that's going to be – you know, I'm not breaking any ground there. It's going to be pretty popular. Uh, I worry a little bit with Hurts with, I think, A – I don't know that they're going to really run him a ton. I just don't know they want to risk him before the playoffs start. You know, I think he's going to, he's obviously going to play. He needs to knock some rust off. Once he gets out there, he'll probably play. But they're favored by 14 this game. I just worry about the second half of this game a bunch. So uh, I think while I love Jalen Hurts as a fancy player, um, I think I, it's a pretty clear Josh Allen uh, preference for me in, uh, among the high guys. Okay, so I agree 100% that it's a Josh Allen spot and a Bill spot after that Monday night game. The thing that um, – pushed me or just make me like hurts a little is that I agree about the blowout risk. I agree. You don't really know what's going to happen in the fourth quarter. Um, Most of his big performances have been in the first half. Most of his big performances have been in blowouts. Most of his fantasy points come in the first half and he he doesn't, he hasn't really got much in the fourth quarter. So I think he can get there in three quarters. No problem. Um, Even passing the ball. We've seen him with, We've seen, you know, A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith have huge first halves where Hertz is throwing for 250 in the first half. So I just think even in a blowout, he can get there. Um, I, I guess I slightly prefer Allen, though, for the reasons you said. And it's a good point on Hertz with the, with the blowouts early. And the, the nice thing with Hertz is they have to win, and he's got two healthy stud receivers, too. I mean, Devontae Smith has come on in a huge way the last five weeks. A.J. Brown, there's not a, lot of, not a lot of great quarterback situations this week where you've got two great receivers, you got motivation to win. So it sets up pretty well. Um, yeah, I do like Allen. I do like Allen more, but uh, you know, I think that I think they'll both be pretty popular. So um, those are pretty easy ones. I think a lot of people are going to play those two guys. What are you doing the otherwise? Like, talk about some sneaky stacks. Who do you like kind of in the in this next tier maybe of quarterbacks or guys that you think are under under, under rostered? You mentioned Joe Burrow. He's 7,300. I think you like him. Uh, who else do you like for kind of a, a sneakier stack this week? Because it's uh, it's tough to find them uh, outside of Hertz and, Hertz and, uh, and Josh Allen. Yeah, definitely Burrow. Um, pairing him with Chase or Higgins um, and maybe even Tyler Boyd, who's only 4,600, running it back with Mark Andrews. Um, yeah, I, I like the Bengals as a sneaky stack. Other than that, I think I would just pay all the way down. There's so many like guys 5K or even below this week. Um, you know, and Allen and Hertz, I think are good enough options where I don't really want to mess with anything else. I just go all the way down. I don't know. Do you, do you like anything in this mid range? 
Uh, I don't really love the mid range, but you're talking uh, if you're talking going uh, going down in price. Uh, well, who do you like down there? Let's go like uh, I, I, you yeah. can go you know seven thousand below whatever you want to do. Um, well, I, what, yeah, I think we both do you like? we we both are going to like Andy Dalton for forty eight hundred. Um, I think I think that's he's got great receivers to pair with, and you can run it back with DJ Moore. That's a really che- that's a cheap stack that looks pretty good. Um, the other one. Yeah, you you mentioned the Broncos. I mean, I could never play Russ <laughs> oh, um, I know. I, after all this. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I guess I don't really like – yeah, I don't know. Dalton is the one I was looking at, I guess. So, crazy enough, I like the other side in that game. So, I think if I do it, I'm actually going Sam Darnold at 5,300 over Dalton. Um Sam Darnold was 23 of 37 for 343 and three touchdowns. Like we it's the Buccaneers in a game the Buccaneers wanted to win. Um, not only has YPA, his yards per attempt, been really good the last three weeks, it's been the best in the NFL season the starting quarter. It was 8.8 YPA since he started. Now, I'm not saying that Sam Darnold's good or great, but he's playing really well. This offense is playing well. My only concern here is they run the ball too much, but I think New Orleans will do enough to make them throw. But uh, New Orleans has been really good against quarterbacks. So the matchup worries me, but if I'm going to go cheap in this game, I actually think I like Darnold at 5,300 more than Dalton at 4,800. They're close. Uh, I think they're both are playable this week with a the, with the really low price. The fact that there's not a lot of games to stack. If you're going to go cheap, um, I think I prefer Darnold. I'm actually going to think I'm going to play Darnold in the lineup. I did not think that would be a thing I say even five weeks ago. So it's uh, it's crazy how the season works. The other one I do like here, I do like Geno Smith at 6,000 against the Rams, a game the Seattle's got to win. Um, they He's been quiet the last uh, three weeks. Four touchdown passes. I feel like seven the three weeks before that. So, um, you know, it, I've been a little quiet lately, but he uh, he lit up the Rams last time last time they played, which I really like too. Um, you know, the Packers, they, Seattle used to win, had the Packers lose. The Packers played later. So Seattle's motivation here is not in question. This is a, this is a full go spot for them. He's 6,000. He was 363 and three touchdowns against the Rams in week 13. Um, I really like Geno a lot. We'll, we'll talk later about receivers. Uh, I think DK Metcalf is one of my favorite receivers this week. I love I love the Geno Metcalf staff this week. You have to find something to come back with the Rams. Maybe it's Cam Akers. Maybe you want to play one of their cheap receivers. But uh, Geno is Geno's uh, one that I probably like the most in this mid-range. I did not think I would say that uh, coming off the last few weeks when I look at the slate. But I, I really like Geno if I'm going to go cheaper. Yeah, I, I like Gino a bit too, and I do like DK Metcalf. Um, I guess, you know, I, I I almost said it, and now I'm going to say it. I think you could play Russ this week. Um, oh, there it is. How much? How I, much I, is, I, I looked earlier, but how much is Russ? Okay, so I mean, and I've, I've, you know, I've talked, I've talked pretty bad about Russ all season, but he's 5,400, and right. I think that, you know, you're going to know about the Chargers. And it's likely that they're going to rest guys, and it's likely that they're playing for nothing. And I mean, Russ has put up 25 in two out of the last three. Um, he's he can run for touchdowns, but his pass catchers are cheap too. Sutton and Judy. I mean, playing against backups, you got to think like Russ. Russ is still out to prove something, especially at home. Um, he's at least a guy that's going to be out there trying for four quarters you could see him throwing for 303 touchdowns in this spot i mean i'm not saying i you know i'm necessarily going to do it but i probably will in some of my my lower stakes stuff i just if i i don't know it just it just seems fitting to to, to do it in this spot for us 
I uh, I actually like it. That's a very like week eighteen ish kind of thing that you could see it happening. And you're right. I mean, you mentioned we talked about with 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 Brown and, and Devonte. I mean, Russ has two really good receivers that are healthy. I mean, Judy and Sutton, um, you know, good play. Sutton had a great catch last week. They got ruled back for a, a really bad offensive pass interference call. And, you know, on replay, it was just a terrible call. Um, so Sutton looks healthy. Looks pretty good. I I really like that play. I think he threw the ball thirty eight times last week. He had two rushing touchdowns. Uh, I'm never going to come on here and, and really support Russ. He's had a horrible, horrible year. But uh, in week 18 against a team with no motivation, you know that could be really, really interesting. I, I, I like that one a lot. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add that in here. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go. Gino, Darnold, and Russ is my is my three this range. I'm going to I'm going to jump on and uh, you you talk me into that one. Yeah, I talked myself into it too. I, I have to do it now. <laughs> I uh, I agree there. It's I think it's a uh, I think it's it's kind of a fun spot. I think that uh, it, it's one of those things that you can maybe. I have to look at exactly who's playing in the afternoon, but if like the Chargers won, were motivated. If the uh, Ravens won, and the Chargers motivated. Maybe you could you could kind of late swap some of those and go. Uh, you know, you could maybe flip to uh, you could flip to Dak. You could flip to Geno. You could flip to Geno in the afternoon, which uh, you know might work uh, might work pretty well. So if like for some reason you get a feeling that uh, the Chargers are going to come at Russ hard, you could you could swap at that point. But uh, I uh, I do like it. I think that I think he's going to. I think he's, it's a chance. Even if the Chargers have to win, that maybe that game gets back and forth, and that gets really interesting pretty quick. Yeah, and I think just in general. It's good to remember that this is a slate where it's more okay than usual to take some chances. Yeah, really there's good just point. A, really good point. There's a lot of uncertainty and and you know not a lot of you, you know sure things. Uh, you know, it's just amazing spots. So it's okay to get off the chalk a little. Yeah, uh, that's a, that's a really good one. I like that. That's a good point on this week too. You got to remember that there are not a lot of uh, not a lot of high total games where if you go with a low total game. You know, they're all low total games. So you can almost anybody, if you can, if you, if you find something you like, it is pretty playable. So, you know, feel like go with your gut feel on that one. And I do, uh, I do like the Russ play. I'm going to have a Russ lineup. I decided that you just, uh, you talked me into that. If, uh, if that one wins, um, I will give you full credit for that one. Um, let's get into uh, the other positions, uh, running back and receiver. But first, you know, from our sponsors uh, from all year of no house advantage, no house advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Playing pick'em contests versus other people for a shot and winning big cash prizes. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot at hundreds of thousand dollars of, of hundreds of thousand dollars every week. You can also test your skills versus the house and twenty x your entry if you hit all your picks. Bet on up to five player prop over unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including the NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up with promo code NHAWIRE, that's N-H-A-W-I-R-E, at nohouseadvantage.com, or download the app on the app stores to get a first deposit matchup to $25. Make sure to check out the No House Advantage today, where it experienced daily fantasy sports redefined. It's not just how you play, but also where you play. You do not want to miss out on this. So Ryan, as we do uh, as we do uh, all uh, all season, uh, jump into uh, no has advantage here. Look at a couple of player props. Who are a couple of guys you like? Give everybody an edge here. I think we did pretty well uh, pretty well last week on these again. Uh, give me a couple of players that you like to go over their uh, their their over under on yards or touchdown passes this week. Uh, you know, kind of give people a, a head start on their on their on their player props this week. For sure, yeah, we've been doing well on these for a while now. Um, Two spots I'm going to focus on. All right. Uh, the first one is the Falcons and Algier. I mentioned him last week. He went over his number. Uh, I think they're going to be playing against Buccaneer backups for most of the game. I think he has a good chance to rush for over 100 here. So the over on Algier. And then also Drake London. Uh, at least five catches in four straight. Six catches, seven catches. Um, I like him to go over. And the other spot is the Saints, specifically if Taysom Hill ends up getting ruled out. I like Olave and Shahid to go over. Nice. And I think it's even a pretty good spot for Kamara. 
uh, if Taysom Hill gets ruled out. So yeah, Saints and Falcons. All right, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, I'm going to go with someone that I was down on in drafts, didn't like his draft price, but I think is peaking right now. I'm going to go Najee Harris over his number. We'll talk about him in a second when we do the full running back breakdown. But uh, he's, his first 100-yard yard rushing game last week, uh, the Cle- this is a great matchup against the Browns. The Browns are allowing 5.1 yards per carry to running backs, uh, get allowed 15 touchdowns. Um, I think Najee is peaking at the right point. He's a top 20 running back in four straight weeks, TDs in three or four. Um, so I like Najee a lot over his number. Then a guy I mentioned earlier, uh, I'm going to go with uh, with DK Metcalf on the over at uh, No House Advantage. Uh, you know, he's uh, – Shut down by the Jets last week. I love stud receivers a week after they got shut down. He had three yards last week on five targets. I love, I love, he's going to be pissed off in, in, in the camp or in the, in practice all week. Uh, he had 127 yards. They played the Rams a week 13. Good matchup for him. I love the bounce back off a, off a horrible game. The Seahawks need to win. I love Metcalf this week. So I'm going to go uh, Metcalf over his number. I uh, want to thank No House Advantage for their sponsorship all season long in the podcast. Really, really appreciate that. It's been it's been fun to kind of break down the player props each week too, and we've done uh, done pretty well. So hopefully, we've helped out people that are they're playing on that uh, on that platform. So, uh, Ryan, expensive running back is a is a really tough spot this week uh, among the guys over seven thousand. We got Christian McCaffrey's ninety three hundred, but you know, questionable. Who knows how much the Niners want to play him? Even if the Niners need to win, I don't know if they really lean on him. With Mitchell maybe back, they've got Jordan Mason, they got Ty Davis Price, who looked good last week on, on a couple runs. Uh, then we have Austin Eckler right beneath him, who has been an absolute monster. Another huge game last week, eighteen touchdowns lead the NFL. But if the Ravens lose that game, the Chargers have no motivation. I think the Chargers would love to give Eckler uh, an easy week this week. And then we got uh, we dropped down. We have Chubb at seven hundred. We have Dalvin Cook at seven hundred. Been disappointing. I've liked him a couple weeks this, this year, and his, the second half has not worked well. Uh, Joe Mixon seventy one hundred. Um, I want to hear what you have to say here because I don't really love anybody in the running back spot for the prices week. You know, you got to you got to pay up for these guys. Um, I don't really love paying up, but I'm hoping you can find somebody for me that you like. Nope. I'm not going to find anybody for you. Um, I'm not paying up either. I think, I don't think I would go above Kamara at 66 or even like Kenneth Walker at 64. That's pretty much where I'm starting. I was going to see if maybe you could sell me on one of the expensive guys, but maybe not. The only one that uh, was intriguing to me a little bit is Dalvin Cook. Um, You know, Minnesota, has some motivation to win, although, you know, it's just seeding. But just the fact the Bears have been absolutely crushed on the ground the last couple of weeks. You look at last week, um, DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams had 33 carries for 222 yards combined. The week before that, uh, Devin Singletary, James Cook had 23 for 205. Like, they are just – they're getting crushed on the ground. Dalvin Cook's not been good. He's averaging, like, under four yards per carry the second half. Been a really blah second half for him. I just worry about them easing off the gas, especially they play the next week. This is one of, you know, their, one of their key guys in their offense. So I think the uh, I think the the scare of how much he's going to play and how many snaps they're going to give him, uh, you know, gets me off of it. Um, I like it a little bit, but that was that was the only one. Um, you know, Chubb has been Chubb has been over eighty yards in four of his last five. But you know, this matchup against Pittsburgh is pretty tough. They don't have a ton of motivation. You maybe it's been a it's been a season where they really leaned on Chubb all year, but he's been a brutal second half. No touchdowns the last five games. Just zero zero pass involvement makes him really touchdown dependent. You, just, you know, we never catch passes. You got to score touchdowns. It's kind of the way it works in, in PPR. Um, so I guess my answer is, you know, maybe a little bit cook, uh, but I think I'm with you. I think I'm going 7,000 under on running backs this week and, and paying up elsewhere. I think it, it's good to know this strategy-wise. You know, you can pay up this week for Hertz or Allen because you're not paying – if you're not paying more than 7,000 at running back, you can pay up at, at receiver and you can play Josh Allen digs together. It's more workable this week than it is a lot of weeks. 
Yep, I agree. Um, just worth mentioning, <clears throat> I guess you could play Joe Mixon. Uh, he had seven catches in his last game, five before that. He's at least, you think you're going to get four quarters out of him. I say that because he has one of the better projections for that expensive range, and the Bengals are at least still playing for something. So while I'm not going to do it, I think he's viable. I do too. This has been a weird, this Joe Mixon, we gave, the game log is like the weirdest thing I've ever seen. He has six rushing touchdowns all year. Four of them were in one game. I, it's yeah, wild. No, he, <laughs> he, had, he, had, he had the biggest game of the whole season. He had a five touchdown game. He's only over 100, over 100 yards once all year. It was in that game also. Like it's just, it's been the weirdest year. He's just, he's just a nothing except for that one game. He was the best running back in football that game. Um, I, from a motivation standpoint, on the field standpoint, it makes a lot of sense. The Ravens are top 10 in yards per carry against. So, like, it's a tough matchup. But, you know, that's kind of the Cincinnati, you know, there this whole week. is like they, they, they have got to play for a lot, but it's a tough matchup. So, it's uh, it's tough. I usually don't play Joe Mixon. I've, I've regretted it yeah, once all year. Same. So, it's just um, – it's tough. Um, 6,000 is the range. This is, this is the range where I like a lot of guys. There are a lot of playable guys in this range. We have Kamara at 6,600. Kenneth Walker, you mentioned earlier, we we're talking about who's made popular 6,400. Cam Akers, we mentioned 6,200. Najee Harris, I just mentioned we we're talking about player props 6,100. We got, uh, you know, Marheem Mostert 6,000 and Jeff Wilson 5,500. That game is hard to figure in Miami. Like they could do well, but it's hard to figure out who it would be. And they don't have a quarterback. Uh, Miles Sanders 5,900. So I'm going to stop there in this range. He's going to be popular also in a game the Eagles need to win. Um, he crushed the Giants last time I played. But uh, these guys in here, I like a lot of these guys. You know, it's, it's nice to like a lot of these guys were in the range before we didn't like a lot. But uh, who are your favorites in this range uh yeah well first i just want to say when scott likes Najee harris you know it's a good spot for Najee harris fair, uh, fair, um, fair point i am not a Najee guy and i like him a lot too this week so i would say Najee harris and the two running backs from seattle and the rams walker and acres i think i'm pretty much just gonna play those three um i don't know is there anyone else that really stands out to you uh, I love Harrison Walker, my two favorites in this range, pretty significantly. Uh, I mentioned Harris already. I mean, this is a great matchup. Cleveland's allowing over five yards per carry to running backs, 15 touchdowns. Pittsburgh has a, has a lot of motivation to win, although um, Joe Flacco starting makes them uh, makes them less likely to make the playoffs because that certainly uh, certainly improves Miami's odds, and, and Pittsburgh needs Miami to lose. Um, but I love Najee. Full, full go this week. I think that uh, we're looking for teams that, uh, that are playing guys for four quarters, and Pittsburgh is one of those. And then Walker, I mean, the Rams are getting thrashed in the run right now. Eckler killed them on, on the ground last week. They're allowing 4.75 yards per carry over the last four games. Uh, the Rams are obviously they're, – they're, they've shut this thing down. Um, Walker's been over 100 yards two weeks in a row. Love the spot for him where Seattle needs to win. I don't know how much I'll get there with him because I'm going to play I'm going to play Metcalf and Geno. Obviously, I'm not going to play all of them together. But in my in my non-Geno Metcalf lineups, it'll be, it'll be Walker in there. Um, what about Kamara? Well, how do you feel about the 6,600? Another, uh, another game where he had a lot of touches. He had, uh, 17 carries. His, his use in the passing game is weird. They're using him in the rush game a lot right now, but he hasn't topped four targets last four games. Just wild for, for Alvin Kamara. Like that's just, that makes no sense to me. Uh, but maybe without Taysom Hill, that changes a little bit. None of those, uh, you know, the red zone rushes that uh, Taysom had two rushes inside the five last week. Carolina is really good against the run lately. They're under three yards per carry the last four games. And they've been really good the whole second half. Um, wh- how do you feel about Kamara right now? Kind of with, with if, let's go with uh, if Taysom Hill doesn't play. How do you feel about Kamara? Yeah, that's the thing. If if Taysom Hill doesn't play, I feel pretty good about Kamara. I'll definitely play some. I think, you know, as you mentioned, his receiving volume. I think it would increase with if Taysom doesn't play um if he does then i probably wouldn't play any camara you know he just takes away enough 
touchdowns and enough receptions. And it's probably just freaking wouldn't... frustrating to watch. Yeah, and yeah, it is. It's very frustrating. It's, it's, and, it's, and, it's week eight. It's week eighteen. Have some fun. Don't give yourself frustration. In the last week, right? And like they've been using him a ton, uh, Taysom. So I think if he's yeah. out, yeah, it's a great spot for Kamara, and I will definitely play him. How do you feel about uh, Miles Sanders at fifty nine hundred? Uh, I'm just, I'm just not going to go there. That's kind um, of the Miles the Mile Sanders face right there, isn't it? It's been it's been a good year, but it's been been rough the last three weeks, and maybe that is no Jalen Hurts. He was under four yards per carry the last three weeks. He did kill uh, did kill the Giants had 140 yards and two scores the last time they played. Uh, New York's allowing a lot of yard a lot of a lot of yards on the ground. Uh, 5.3 yards per carry. They're rough. Um, I like him a little more than you do. I always hesitate to check to check on Miles Sanders, but I do think this is a pretty good spot for him. Yeah, I'm just I was. Slightly worried about his health. Um, yeah, it, it looks like a good spot on paper. I just, I just don't I, think I'm going to go there. I like Harris and Walker and probably Acres more, so it makes me hard. It makes it hard for me to get to him. I don't just well, that, say dislike him. I just like other guys more. Sorry, yeah, I know people. Sanders was pretty popular last last week. That game was crazy in that the Eagles barely even touched the ball in the in the first half that was a, um, it was a weird it was a weird game i think they something crazy like they had only run run three plays and the game was in the second quarter three plays on <laughs> offense so i think i think miles sanders had two carries at halftime maybe three carries at halftime so um it was a little unlucky from that standpoint but yeah so i don't mind sanders but i'm probably not going to go there yeah, New Orleans had some. It was New Orleans, right? New Orleans had some long drives. And then Philly scored quick. They had the eighty-yard touchdown to AJ Brown at some point. So it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a strange game. But um, what about under six thousand? We mentioned Sanders at fifty-nine hundred. We've got uh, we got J.K. Dobbins down here at fifty-seven hundred. Uh, you mentioned you like Algier at fifty-six hundred. I agree with you there. Solid again last week. Um, still splitting with Cordell Patterson, but seemed to have not uh, not bugged him too much. They both got there last week. He's been a Algier's been a top twelve running back in three straight games. We have Zach Moss down here. I don't think anybody wants to click on Zach Moss. Then we have Jordan Mason, five thousand against Arizona. I think that if uh, if if Kyle Shanahan rules out Christian McCaffrey, I think Mason's gonna be really popular. Um, he only has thirty five carries in the year, about six point six yards per carry. Really good game script here. The Niners are favored against Arizona, starting David Blau. Um, Arizona's allowing four point six yards per carry. I think we're gonna see a lot of Jordan Mason plays if uh, if McCaffrey does not play. Uh, yeah, I would love Jordan Mason in that spot. Um... I would definitely because I don't. Play. I think even if Mitchell plays, I don't think they're going to ride Mitchell coming <clears> off this. And they're going to want him in the playoffs. They really want the McCaffrey Mitchell combo for the playoffs. Um, yeah, I like it so much that I might even uh, you know build uh, build and try Plan and figure out it. ways where I can I can swap to that if I need to. Like maybe if I have I'm looking here, I have to figure out you know exactly who plays late and how to work that out. But I think I kind of want to keep a spot in case they do in case McCaffrey's questionable going into the game. And they rule him out for the late game. I'm looking here. You know, maybe it's maybe it's Miles Sanders. He's he's 5900. He plays late. Uh, maybe it's Kenneth Walker. But I might uh, I might try to figure. Maybe it's a receiver. Like you could you could have a 5000 receiver and use that as a flex spot. Maybe uh, I, I might uh, I might keep a spot over Mason on some lineups with the thought that if McCaffrey's ruled out late, maybe people won't be able to shift that easily to him, and you get him a lower percentage than he would have been if McCaffrey was ruled out early. Uh, you you absolutely would. Uh, that's a fantastic point. I think. I'm going to do the same. I yeah. think there's, you know, in 50-50 spots, I think you should go with the guy that's in the later game just to leave yourself some flexibility. 
Yeah, um, someone yeah, like but, uh, someone like Cortland Sutton works really well in there. Jahan definitely. Dotson, maybe like you could put. I'm just looking at guys that are in that price range and the you know just under five thousand. Drake London would be great too, but they play early. Um, but the guys that play late, like Sutton or Dotson, the receiver could work uh, could work really uh, really nicely for that strategy. Even like a even like a Dalton Schultz, you could stick him in a flex. Is forty five hundred. There's a lot of ways to do it where you could kind of if Mason plays, you could use him. If he doesn't, um, you could swap to someone else pretty quickly. Yeah, I think that's a great strategy. Love playing, playing love some, playing some, there. playing some fancy stuff right now in Week 18. I like it. Um, what about receiver? Uh, we mentioned that uh, you know paying up a receiver is a little tricky too. Uh, you know, you got Justin Jefferson's 9100. Uh, you know, always, uh, always great except for when he's not. Last week was really rough. Uh, your boy Jay Alexander, uh, you know, talked up, uh, talked to game pregame and <laughs> talk about backing it up, man. He shut down Jefferson. Jefferson's at a point where he took off his helmet, like, like hit a ref with it. And it wasn't trying to hit the ref with it, but like kind of accidentally hit the ref with it. Like super frustrated on the sideline. One catch for 15 yards. Uh, we got Tyreek up here at 8,600, but like their quarterback situation is an absolute disaster. Who knows if Bridgewater is going to play? If not, like they signed Mike Glennon to the practice of, the, of someone's practice squad. We've got Skylar Thompson. Skylar Thompson has been terrible. Uh, then we got Chase up here at like 8,400. Uh, CD Lamb's 82. AJ Brown, 7,900. Stephon Diggs, 7,900. Uh, Higgins, 76. Uh, we can go lower. Devontae Smith's been great, 7,500. Jalen Waddle, 7,300. Same situation as Tyreek. What do you do with expensive receivers league? I think there's a, there's some plays up here, but uh, it, there's some landmines in here too. Um, <clears throat> yeah, just like Chase and Diggs um, and maybe Eagles. So Bills, okay. Bengals, Eagles. Uh, I just don't really want to target any of these other guys. Um, Justin Jefferson. Man, I was laughing because Jair – did the gritty after a yes, relatively routine pass yeah. breakup in the first quarter. That was in the first quarter. And he was, thinking, he was, he was going to do that. The first play he yeah. made, you could tell he was like, like in his mind, he knew he was going to do, and he broke it out fast. Yeah, man. He was up for that game. Yeah. That, that was cool to see. Um, so yeah, I just, you know, I don't trust the Vikings motivation in this spot. Tyreek with Skylar Thompson, not for me. CD and the Cowboys. No, like, I don't mind AJ Brown. I think he'll be like less popular than Diggs for sure and Chase. Yeah. So I don't mind that. But just as far as the best option, I agree with you about Diggs and I always like Chase. Yeah. I like I think I like Lamb a little more than you do just because Washington is just horrible against outside receivers. Like they've given up all year. Um, I do worry about uh motivation there, but I think that uh, you know, they play they play the same time as the Eagles do. So maybe if that I just it's hard to see Giants Eagles staying close, but if like if that game stays close, then that becomes really interesting for Dallas. But that's a that's a hard situation to bank on with Eagles as fourteen point favorites. So um, I like Lamb a little more than you, but I think I like Chase. I definitely like Chase and Diggs more, so I probably won't get to very much Lamb. Um, I love Diggs this week. Seventy nine hundred, quiet the last two weeks, no touchdowns, 37, 60, and twenty six yards. Uh, one of those games was the Bears. It was a bad weather game. Um, he hasn't a hundred yards since week ten. Did play well against New England in week 13. He had 92 yards and a touchdown. The Pats play a lot of man coverage, which I like for Diggs. Um, I Like, again, I just think this is a, a full-go Bill spot. They're going to want to win this game. They're, they're coming off a week where they didn't play. They played whatever that was, eight minutes of the first quarter. I think they're going to want to get going. I think they're going to – their offense has been not quite the same in the second half. I think they're going to want to fix that before the first uh, the first game. I think they're going to want to try and get – you know, as high up the scenes again. If the, if the Chiefs lose on Saturday night, this game becomes really big for them because they get, you know, they could uh, did them one seed without all the, all the, uh, you know, coin flipping and all that kind of stuff. So I think they're gonna play full go. Um, I love Diggs to make a lot of noise this week. Seven hundred. I think we've we've kind of covered that, but uh, just to say, um, it'd be Diggs then Chase for me then Lamb would be probably third. So 
Um, what about in this cheaper range? If you get to the 6,000s, I've mentioned I really like DK Metcalf this week, 6,700. Again, receiver coming off a bad game. I love big-name guys when they don't do well. Um, one for one catch for three yards on five targets because the Jets is a brutal game for DK. Uh, mentioned he smoked the Rams in, in week 13, so I love that too. Uh, what else are you doing in the 6,000s there? There are a lot of guys in the lower 6,000s I like, but I want to hear, uh, hear, what you, hear what you got. Yeah, I'm looking. I, I like DK as well. Okay. Um, I'm looking at Judy, Olave, and DJ Moore. Um, I definitely would like Olave. Again, if Taysom Hill's out, I would like Olave a little bit more. Uh, Judy, I think that's. I think this is a sneaky spot for the Broncos. Yeah. Like like we said before, I prefer Cortland Sutton for for cheaper. But I think uh, Judy. I don't really think people will roster Judy, so makes it interesting. And then I like DJ Moore. Uh, just because I like that game, and I don't mind the Darnold side like you do. I uh, I love this range. Uh, I love this range at running back and receiver. I think it's a week where I'm probably going to play a lot of balanced lineups. I think that uh, you know, in the, in the, unless I play a, an Allen Dig stack, I really like getting a lot of guys in the in the mid range this week. I like Alave too. I mean, you look at Carolina. Like the reason we liked Mike Evans last week is they can't defend outside receivers at all. You saw it last week. They just kept going over the top to Evans and it was there. And, uh, you know, Horn is JC Horn is hurt. Uh, they're, they're really banged up in the secondary. They are 30th in the NFL in yards per catch to edge wide receivers in the second half. They're just giving it up all second half. So, uh, and the key with the lobby for me is he played full snaps last week. Uh, you know, he didn't do a lot four forty-two, five targets, but played full snaps, looked healthy. So I like that. Uh, you mentioned DJ Moore. I love that too. Like uh, DJ Moore, it's weird. He's a top 20 receiver in four of the last five the fifth game, he had played 69 snaps and had zero catches. So there is a uh, there's always a floor with uh, Sam Darnold, DJ Moore, but six for set, 117, 10 targets last week. Targets last week, six, seven, and 10. 30% of his target, or 30, he has 30% of team targets with Darnold playing. So, like, he's just Darnold's looking for him. Um, the Saints have been good against the pass. So, the Eagles did do pretty well last week at receiver. Both Smith and uh, AJ Bound were good. So, I like DJ Moore. I mean, we talked about uh, there, we liked DJ Moore at the start of the year. Then it was a top, like, yeah, we're not touching anything in Carolina for a while. And, and DJ Moore's back. He's been really good the last five weeks. Yep, agree. If you were to go sneaky in this range, and I think it's this guy that nobody's going to play, um, Olave, 6,200. You mentioned Judy, 6,300. DJ Moore, 6,100. Amari Cooper, 6,000. Like a lot of guys in this range. Um, Michael Pittman at 6,100 is scary because Sam Ellinger's playing. But when Sam Ellinger played, uh, Pittman's target share was 32% in those games. Um, Pittman's been a disaster this year. He has what, two touchdowns this week. One, he has one 100-yard game. But – he had 13 targets against the same Houston team in, in week one, nine for 121 and a touchdown. Um, he had a touchdown last week on eight targets. Uh, I kind of like Pittman as a like 4% rostered kind of guy that, uh, you know, maybe uh, maybe leaves week 18 a little bit of high note. It's been a really rough year in Indy. But uh, if you want to get tricky in a tournament and you want to pivot off more in a lobby, who I think will both be popular, I think Pittman's a really interesting tournament play. Yep, I think that's a great call. And, yeah, he'll be the least popular in that range, which makes it a good yeah. play. Yeah. Um, anybody in the five thousands? Kind of a weird dead range. We mentioned Garrett Wilson, but now Joe Flacco is playing, so like uh, maybe he probably still get targets, but they're less interesting with Flacco. Uh, anybody else in the five thousands? I found this a tough range to find guys that I liked him. Yeah, it's not much, but I do kind of like Gabe Davis just for all the reasons that we've talked about with the Bills. Yeah. I think um, you know, Gabe Davis can score 70 yard touchdowns. He can also have games with multiple touchdowns. So I like Gabe Davis. Um, Is Deontay Johnson going to score a touchdown this season? There, that that's that's the other one I was going <laughs> to mention. If he, he 
I don't know is is the answer to that question, but I don't <laughs> mind playing Deontay Johnson this week. At least the Steelers are playing for something. Uh, Johnson, he's pretty cheap, so I, I don't mind taking a chance. It's wild that he's 5,200. The targets the last six weeks, 8, 11, 8, 10, 7, 7. Like, he's getting a ton of work. He just can't. I mean, he does not have a touchdown this season. They're in week 18. That is an impossible <laughs> stat. Like, I just don't get it. Um, do you think it's the five-yard line? They're like, we got to get Deontay a touchdown? Maybe. I mean, if they yeah, didn't, maybe. If, if they didn't have to win this week, I would kind of like that narrative of like, holy crap, we can't let him go a whole season on a touchdown. But they have to win too much, so I don't think they can really force it that way. But, man, it's uh, – Seven more targets last week, two for 35. Like, it's just not, just, it's just, it's been rough. 5,200, I can see it. I just, I don't, I, I think I like the guys under him too much to, to go there. Yeah. Do you remember just in general, do you remember the last couple of years and especially last year? You know, we'd have a bunch of guys in week 18 that are going for bonuses and you know what they need, you know, yeah. receiving yard bonus, receptions bonus. And like, these were just great spots to target. And then this year, nothing. Yeah, there's a couple of guys that, like need 50 yards for a thousand yards, but like nobody like really needs it. I, the, the the one we had, I forget who it was. Uh, God, I remember maybe it was Eckler that needed to needed to, a bunch of catches last week to get to like the record for receiving receiving catches. He only had four catches. And he needs like 14 this week. He's not gonna get 14, obviously. So you're right. There's not a lot of like you know going for records. Justin Jefferson was another guy that like had an outside chance at the receiving record, but after 15 yards has no chance for it anymore. So it's uh it's a tough, it's tough to find those kind of, you know, going for personal goals guys, but um, under 5,000 at receiver. There are some guys I like down here. Uh, I'm guessing you're going to lead off with Rashid Shaheed. If I had to guess. Yeah, you're exactly right. I think he's going to end up pretty popular this week. Yeah. I think people will even play him in cash games. Um, so yeah, I like Shaheed. Um, really like Cortland Sutton for 48. Yeah. Uh, we mentioned him. You mentioned, you know, it's nice that he's in the late, the late game as well. Um, really like Drake London. We've ta- we've mentioned him a couple times. Um, I think like a, a sneaky one would be Tyler Boyd, uh, especially in Bengals stacks. Um, I don't know who else, who else you got in this range? Yeah, it's, it, I like those names too. I like London. I mean, London has eight, eight plus targets in four straight weeks. I like Sutton. I really like Shahid with you there. 4,200. Um, you know, kind of same notes. We mentioned Alave. They just, Carolina can't stop outside receivers. Um, targets are not huge, but they're going up, and he can kind of hit a big one at any point. But the guy that's interesting that I want to ask you about, uh, Greg Dortch at 3,800. We talked about him a little bit last week after the big game, but then um, he had 10 targets again last week. They were horrible. They were four for 15. Like, he didn't do anything with David Blau. It's David Blau, right? Is that his first, that's his first name is David? Yeah. Yep. Um, but I don't think DeAndre Hopkins is going to play. Uh, Hollywood Brown was a little banged up. Like, he might be the only guy, and as we saw last week, um, the Niners defense was bad last week. I mean, I don't think that's going to be a consistent thing, but you can, we mentioned last week, we talked about Devontae and some guys like the way to beat the Niners is, is, is passing the ball. It's hard to run against them. They do do have a little bit, uh, you know, I love, uh, I love Talanoa Hufunga, but you know, maybe he's a better of a, uh, a better of a run stopper at safety. He has a pass stopper. So you can get behind him. Um, great game script. Uh, they're going to have to throw, they're going to be behind you would think. So, I mean, you give me someone that had 21 targets the last two weeks. I don't know how you don't consider Dortch a 30 and 100, even though it wasn't very explosive last week. No, I think it's a great call. Yeah, and I think people will be uh, wary of going back to him after last game. But, yeah, 10 targets, Hopkins out again. Who knows about Brown? Yeah, uh, yeah I, like, I like it a lot. Um, I will give a 1% play. Um, oh, that, that, that's what we're talking about. I mean, remember, these 1% for a reason here. Um, 
Chase Claypool, 4,300 with Nathan Peterman. And reason is actually because of Nathan Peterman. I, I think Fields, you know, Fields is not a good quarterback for receivers from a fantasy perspective. Peterson, he at least should be chucking it. And Claypool's talented, and he could get there for 4,300. He's, he's got long touchdowns in him. Again, you know, 1% for a reason. Uh, Nathan Peterman's his quarterback, but I don't hate it. Yeah, my only, I, I look, unless you looked at that, I like that. Um, I, I just, I, I maybe went on a read up and he could play enough snaps. He only played 19 snaps last week, so I want to make sure that he's healthy enough. But uh, you're yeah. right. I mean, Fields is not a great quarterback for receivers, but, you know, Peterman, uh, Peterman definitely chucks it usually to the wrong team, but he does tend to <laughs> chuck it a little bit. So that's, uh, he had the famous like four interception first quarter, first half when he was with the Bills. But uh, yeah, I, I, you're talking you, again. You got to you mention it's one percent. He's going to be so much lesser roster than Shaheed in the same price. Um, that uh, it's it, if you're going to try to win a tournament, that's an interesting uh, interesting spot to try and hit a big one. So yeah, a couple like better plays in that range, but they'll they'll be slightly more popular. I think the Rams receivers Van Jefferson, Tutu Atwell in yeah. in that game that means something at least and especially in a uh uh geno smith lineups and dk metcalf lineups do you have do you have a preference between those two guys because i'm gonna play some geno lineups i was trying to figure out who i liked in the in that uh in that combo i'm not sure to be honest you know it seems <laughs> like van, it seems like van jefferson has has the long touchdown upside to two at well you know he has in the right scenario maybe 10 target upside um so I don't know. It's tough. I think I think I go Jefferson. I think the upside is pretty much bigger there. Atwell's been under twenty yards the last three weeks. I think that uh, I think I'd have to go Jefferson. I know it's a little more expensive, but I think I go Van just because I think that uh, he can hit that big play. Yeah. Uh, tight end this week. Uh, we've got uh, we got some guys moving up. Uh, George Kittle six thousand. T.J. Hawkins fifty seven hundred. Wild to see Mark Andrews down to fifty four hundred. Finally had a good week last week. Uh, his first game over sixty five yards since week six. Believe it or not. Uh, obviously, no Lamar Jackson's hurt him a lot. But what are you doing at tight end this week? I did not. Uh, I did not love the tight end position this week. I had a hard time finding guys I really want to play. I think I kind of settled on on Dalton Schultz at forty five hundred. But you mentioned we, you know, Cowboys motivation could be could be a little lacking. He was really good last week. Uh, Juwan Johnson, if Taysom Hill sits, is really interesting at 3,700. I do like that one. But uh, what are you doing at uh, tight end this week? Because I had a little bit of trouble here finding uh, finding spots I really loved. Yeah, tight end's pretty gross this week. I agree. Um, Andrew seems okay. Don't mind Goddard with with Jalen Hurts back. Um, a little bit cheaper. I'd be okay with Hunter Henry if Janu sits again for, for 3,300. Um, I think in cash games, I'm not sure anyone's going to be super chalky, but I think people will play Fryermuth uh, for 3,800. Yeah. I'm considering Fryermuth. Six targets, eight targets, cheap price tag. You know, the Steelers obviously are still playing for something, but yeah, nothing to really love at tight end. Yeah, I changed my mind. I, I'd go, I'd go Fryermuth over Schultz. I think if I were to do it for 700 dollars less. Uh, you mentioned the targets, 14 targets the last two weeks. Uh, I think Fryman is a, is a talented guy. He only has two touchdowns all year. Has been kind of a disappointment from a season-long angle. But I do like uh, I do like that one at the price. I think that uh, I think that is actually where I'd go. It'd be him or Juwan Johnson probably be my two plays. Yep. There's not a lot of like super good punt options, unfortunately. Usually we we've had some guys in here we like in the in the high twos or low threes. Oh, I got one. Sorry. Oh, I Sorry. love it. Let's let's hear it. Sorry. Lay it on me. I mean, Trey McBride. 
I mean, right? right? You, you saw, I, I don't know, are people going to go to him after, I mean, huge game last week, seven yeah. catches, 10 targets, and a touchdown. Um, for the same reason people like Dorch. I yeah. mean, I really felt felt a bit stupid last week for not considering McBride on a week that there were no tight ends. I mean, anyways, he's a talented rookie. Um, he was re- he was good in college. Um and yeah, just for those same reasons you mentioned about Dorch, I don't mind Trey McBride. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense too. 3,300, I think that's good. The only other guy down here that, I, that I'm kind of is on my list still is Logan Thomas in Washington. He's 3,015 targets the last two weeks. Like he's been really involved for Washington lately. Who knows their situation with Sam Howell makes it, makes it tough. I'd probably go to McBride instead because I don't know what we're the heck we're going to get from Trey or from uh, Sam Howell. But you know, six for six, six for six fifty six last week for Logan Thomas on seven targets. At least he's he's really involved in the offense. Um, you know, I I think that uh, I think I'd probably go McBride instead though. You like you, you like to see that uh, he had ten targets from Blau, who did you know he's not good, but uh, they're gonna be throwing all game and Blau's playing again. So at least we kind of know there's a connection there. Yep, agreed. And I get, um, no, I don't think Noah Fant is the worst option either. Just um, lock it, lock it. I like, the, I like the, I like the ring endorsement of not the worst option ever. No, no. Uh, well, <laughs> you know, Goodwin's on the IR Disley's on the IR yeah. uh, Lockett. I think he hurt his leg even t- to go along yeah. with his hand surgery. I'm not, I'm not uh, sure Lockett should have played last week. Right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So he's just, he would be the second best option there uh, besides yeah. uh, DK Metcalf. So just throwing it out there. No, that's a that's a fair point. Uh, it could be a situation where they're just kind of out of guys in there besides DK, and uh, um, I think I'm going uh, going Fryermouth and Fryermuth and McBride. You kind of you kind of shifted me on McBride there. I think that's a, that's a good call, thirty three hundred. Yeah, thanks. Me too. Those are my top two. Nice uh, defense. Uh, we got uh, we got fooled last week. The Niners were weirdly underpriced. I think that the nineteenth highest defense against the Raiders. And uh, Jared Stidham lit him up. So uh, we were we were wrong there with the chalk uh, chalk demons. They were twenty nine hundred for. No, I have no idea why they're back to forty one hundred this week. I think I actually think someone typoed that. I think it should have been thirty nine hundred. It was twenty nine hundred, and it kind of screwed us all. They had three points, I think. Uh, they had a they had an interception in, in overtime that helped a little bit, but uh, it was a rough chalk defense week. But what do you do to defense this week uh, off uh, off the uh, off the rough 49ers performance last week? <laughs> yeah, I think. Did you was... hold on? Did you play Green Bay last week? Because you liked them at twenty three hundred. I hope you played them. I played Green Bay in the afternoon slate, okay. not in the main slate, unfortunately. Yeah, I was, you know, I I was upset about that too after yeah, the call. I was too. Um, wait. I said that. And I looked at it. And I'm like, I'm just gonna play the Niners. I'm not gonna. You know exactly. That, that's what I, I said too. I should have gone with you. I should have gone with you. That's what I said too. Um, anyways, there are a ton of cheap defenses you can play this week. Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna go lower than the Falcons. 34, sorry, 2,400 at home against mostly Blaine Gabbert. Uh, that seems like a good spot to me. Uh, Broncos could be a good spot for 2,500 if the Chargers don't have motivation. Yep. Uh, either the Jets or Miami in that low total game against bad quarterbacks. Uh, Texans seem fine. Uh, you know, I don't know. Tell me one. Tell me who stands out to you. I, I'm looking right now. I honestly don't know who the backup is for the charter. Oh, it's Chase Chase Daniel. That's right. Okay. I was trying to think if, if Herbert doesn't play very much, who the uh, who they would be facing, and it would be Chase Daniel. Um, I agree with you on that Jets Miami game. I do really like that. I like it more from the Jets standpoint. I think uh, who knows who plays quarterback. Um, the Jets had four sacks this week. Miami's allowed uh, multiple sacks in five straight weeks. So there's a lot to like there. 
The one that I think I like the most, though, is outdoors in Chicago. I like the Vikings defense against the Bears. You mentioned Nathan Peterman. You mentioned him liking him for chucking it for Claypool, but I like him for chucking it for the defense, too. Like he throws interceptions. The Vikings have 15 sacks the last three weeks. They're not playing well, but they are getting after the quarterback. They obviously didn't play well last week against the Packers, but I think under 3,000. I think the Vikings are going to be uh, a little a little trying to figure out who they are this week. I think they're going to a little more motivation than, than maybe think just because of how, how badly they got blown out by the Packers last week. I think they kind of figure – I think they, they're one of those teams that needs uh, needs a win, needs a good game going to the playoffs. So I think they're going to try and win this week. Um, 20-100 against Nathan Peterman I think is just a spot that I'm going to have to click. I, I really like them this week. Uh, yeah, uh, you didn't have to sell me too much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah up, that's... Against, up against Nathan Peterman seems like a pretty good spot. I agree. Yeah. I don't. Uh, I don't see myself going in the three thousands for a defense this week. No, me either. Yeah, I think tournaments and cash. I think I'm going to find enough. Uh, we mentioned what's that? Four or five plays in the two thousand. I think it. I think it, it makes sense. It's a week to really save on defense. Definitely. Cool. Anybody else you want to talk about? Uh, week eighteen, last week, last DFS show of the season. Any uh, any other thoughts that uh, that you have for yourself? Um. I don't think so. I don't know. Um, we got we kind of hit all the games, so it's a, it's a good thing. Um, you know, it's been it's been a good season. You know, from uh, a li- slightly disappointing. I know I had a really good week, week one, and never a better week than that from a GPP perspective. I had a really good season playing cash, probably my my best season ever, definitely. So that was nice. Um, it's a little disappointing not to hit a bigger score. Um, yeah, but. You know, you learn from it always next year. And maybe this season, you know, we still have playoffs. Yep. Uh, so it's not over yet, but it's been fun. You know, I, I've I've learned a lot. I think I've gotten better. Um, and the, the wins will come. Yeah, I felt like the second half for me was uh, was a lot better. I didn't didn't have that big score, but consistently uh, profitable in the second half, where the first half was a little rough for me. But the second half has been really good. I feel like I've kind of been one or two players off that big score. Like last week I had Evans and Amari Cooper, in my main lineup in the morning. And I'm like, Oh, here we go. And I had Rogers and they had that defensive touchdown early. And I'm just like, oh, just was, they didn't have a, they didn't have a point to really go off. And Minnesota fell way behind. I needed Minnesota to stay up in the game. So I really like my spot there, but I just, I've been missing on some quarterbacks here and there, but uh, been been pretty good the last second half. So it's been fun. Um, I want to thank you for doing this uh, this all year. I learned a lot from you. You are really you're a better DFS player than I am. You're better DFS theory than I am. So I learned a lot from you. So I really appreciate that. I know that uh, you had a big soccer win again this week. I feel like I'm I say that every week, but uh, you're you're obviously really good in this space. So it's been fun. I appreciate you. Uh, appreciate you doing it all year, and it's been it's been fun. I enjoy talking to you about it too. So it's uh, it's fun that not only is informative for me, but it's fun too. Yeah. Thanks, man. I. I... You know, I really enjoy doing this show with you as well. Uh, you know, more about football than me. I come on here <laughs> um, most weeks without really a clear idea of where I'm going to go. And then after talking with you, it helps a ton. Uh, so, yeah, it's been a fun year. Can't wait for next year. Yeah, for sure. And hopefully uh, hopefully uh, we have some, we have a good playoff. At least one of us has a good playoff run in him. I don't know if we both can because they might play in week one. So, uh, yeah, good luck. Uh, good luck to your Packers on uh, on Sunday night and obviously in the rest of the way too. But other than that, one thing to say, thanks everybody for listening too. I know it's uh, I know it's a lot. And we do a lot of shows. We, we're doing it every week. Rotoboy's got a lot of shows. So I appreciate everybody listening. Uh, if, you watch, if you watch us live, if you comment, if you uh, listen on the audio version, whatever it may be, we really appreciate the support. We appreciate it. Hopefully we've helped you out. Hopefully you found some, found some good plays each week from listening to us kind of break it down and kind of go through the slate. So I think I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank No House Advantage for their sponsorship of the podcast all year also. We really appreciate that too. 
other than that, I hope everybody has a really good uh, week 18. I hope everybody has a good playoff uh, schedule. Also, if your team's in the playoffs, hope they win. If you're playing DFS in the playoffs, hope that works out well. Um, I will be back with you on the Fantasy Baseball podcast probably in late February, early March. Uh, Ryan will be uh, – w- what's your soccer schedule looking like? Are you guys are you guys starting here in, in 10 minutes or there's no soccer this week? No soccer today, but there'll be multiple soccer podcasts every week for the foreseeable future. So, yeah, that's where I'll be. And if you are remotely interested in soccer, I can't recommend uh, listening to Ryan enough. Like I mentioned, he won another big tournament this week and entry into the king of the pitch, uh, the big final. They actually won last year. So if you uh, if you want some good soccer info, uh, go to Ryan. He He's he's really good in, in, in that sport. So uh, if you do like soccer, I highly recommend listening to that podcast. Uh, other than that, thanks everybody for listening all year. We hope everybody's a good week 18. And we'll be back at you uh, hopefully uh, in 20, uh, I guess it's still 2023, but the 2023 football season. Hope everybody has a good one. Uh, take care. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, everybody.